today we have Jacqueline Nichols. Jacqueline, are you ready to rock? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Throughout the years, as a successful professional matchmaker, Jacqueline has conducted and contributed to many powerful workshops, seminars, and public speaking engagements, including speaking to business graduate students about being accountable, keeping on track, and following a proven path to success based on her own years of phenomenal success in the love industry. Jacqueline's unique intuitive gift is to equip people with the tools they need to succeed in the step-by-step instructions toward a rewarding love story. Jacqueline is blessed with personal transformation tools that her listeners quickly discover why she thrives on sharing these empowering details with the world. So Jacqueline, now that I've shared just a little bit about yourself, if you could take us back to what inspired you to become a matchmaker in this competitive field that exists today with all the different dating apps and tools in the world? You know, it's such a great question, and I get it asked all the time. I mean, it's such a curious thing, and I know all matchmakers come from a different place. It gets them motivated, but the ultimate goal is supporting people on their love journey. And mine actually started because I used to be a part of Mary Kay Cosmetics, drove a pink Cadillac and all, and I did makeup for a local service before we had online dating. And it was one of those services you'd go in, you get your picture and your video, and people would send requests to meet you. And I was always really fascinated by that process. And I liked that there was a personal touch to it. And then when things got all online, I noticed how we lost that personal touch. And then when I was personally going through my own divorce and having kids at home, I didn't want to just go out with some random person I met online and tell my kids, hey, I'm going to skip time with you tonight because I want time out. And I found out and realized very quickly a lot of people were feeling the same way. And then as I started to date, I started to realize people were really bad at dating but they were awesome people. So it literally kind of came out of enough past experience and then a situation actually going on a date with a guy that was such a great guy, but he was so bad at dating, I couldn't keep dating him. And (laughs) I immediately, literally a week after our first date, I got the domain for my business and started becoming a matchmaker. And so it was just one of those like, put me over the edge moments where I realized it was time to take action and not just keep watching people fumble. Wonderful. Now, in terms of growing your business, because you had shared, you know, you started a little while ago, maybe when there weren't as many dating apps. When you're finding clients today, where do you find your where where do you find that most of your new leads come from? Do you find that there are great ways that you advertise? Do you find that most of them are referrals? How do you grow your clientele today? Yes, such a good question because even in the eight years that I've been a matchmaker, dating apps have changed so much in this time. But we've been in it long enough that people are now getting sick of dating apps and feeling like they're all over the place. So people are proactively searching. So one of the best things that I have is an amazing friend who taught me how to do SEO, so search engine optimization. I get tons of leads straight to my site all the time. And I've actually found that to be something that I haven't even had to pay for. I know how to do it. And so it helps a lot. And I get lots of YouTube traffic and things like that. 
when I proactively am advertising, I actually get lots less traffic. I've spent plenty of money trying to advertise and I get very little from that. I've learned it's more about just sharing my story, sharing my message. And those that have been around situations know that they don't want to be online dating or they want the privacy or they want the protection as a single parent or they're a professional. I have lots of people that need that. And so what I have found is when like a newspaper writes an article on me, that's where a rush of new leads come. When I have opportunities to just share on a more personal level, people love it. Plus, tons of married people love to support it because they're happy and they want their friends happy. So those kind of relationship referrals have worked really, really well for me. Plus, I have tons of successful stories. So those people are always sending me more clients. So it's kind of a business that needs to, it's a long-term growing process. Gotcha. Our next question is, do you have a niche, perhaps like a niche clientele? And how important do you feel is it to have a niche when someone is growing their dating coach business or matchmaking business? I love that question. I originally started a lot because I have been doing spiritual work and I'm one of those people that has a very strong intuitive gift. Spiritually, I can tap into people. And I had a lot of my angel clients that would come in and get angel readings and they would say, you know, what they're looking for. And it was the part that made me realize that I was different than the typical matchmaker because I could actually get visions of who my person was supposed to be with, you know, as I work with a client, I could look at them and I would get visions of who they're supposed to be with. And tons of my matches have come because of my spiritual gifts. So mine's unique because it's something I was born with. And I think that others though, that if they niche where their age range is too small, it can be very limiting. I have a very big age range. I am very open and that is positive, but it is difficult sometimes if you have too many options. So it's kind of funny. What's the niche that works for you? As I say, Mine was a gift I was born with, so it's actually helped me a great deal. But I think that there are lots of ways to kind of tap more into whatever resonates with you and your personal business style. Gotcha. And if you don't mind exploring uh, how you got people into these angel readings um, initially, that would be interesting. Could you just expand a little bit on that? Absolutely. Um, I just thought everybody saw four angels talking to them. <laughs> and I didn't realize everybody else didn't grow up the way I did. I was the only one in my family that had this. And I just, people started asking me questions and I would hear this other voice and I would answer and I go, wow, that was really cool. And they're like, how did you know that about me? I'm like, I have no idea. I just was getting these messages. And over time I was able to tune into it more and people just kept sending me referrals. And then as I spent more time with clients, I would be sitting with a client and I would get a vision of the person, like what they were wearing, what their name was, where they were going to meet that person. Or even in the middle of a consultation with somebody, all I can do is hear the person person I'm supposed to match them with. So a lot of my clients only get one introduction and they get married shortly after because of it. And that's what ended up happening is people were coming in just wanting more clarity. And that's where the angel session part came into it all, where, as I say, I talk to dead people. <laughs> I talk to live people. I talk to people at the level that they need to hear the communication. Wow. Yeah, it's really unique. Something I <laughs> Thought you all had, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for our next part of the uh, interview, could you share a online tool that you found has helped you with your matchmaking business? Actually, I just recently did this. I I 
should say. When I first started the business, I started with a software that was a membership site and the software wasn't as put together. And now it's a lot better. It's called Wild Apricot. And I completely transformed my entire membership site into a matchmaking site through all of their great drag and drop. And it has been amazing. It's been my big task of last year that I'm very proud of where I can easily share members, but it's not a dating site. It's a membership site. So I have a different formula than if somebody was just on some app or some dating, you know, where they're looking at tons of people. It's a very unique process. And that has been what's really allowing me to grow at the rate that I want to grow at this next level of my business. Gotcha. Do you have any book recommendations for other other love industry professionals who want to grow their business? Yeah, that's such a great question. I am more of a learn on the go person. So I don't. I have a course on our, what we call our Discover Love Academy. And I do all of these interviews with other experts so we can really support people to be better at dating and better at relationships. And then I also even have my own course on how to be a successful matchmaker. So I guess I've kind of formulated all of my stuff into my own bundle from the people that I've worked with. Gotcha. And um, did you say you had you had a podcast, correct? I have. Uh, it's more of a video. Oh, so okay. it's in a video course. And uh, it's our Love Academy where we have um, up to 20 experts and sometimes more every quarter sharing a full variety of tips and support to encourage people to really do the work that they need to do and embrace the love journey they want to have come true. Awesome. Are there any other CEOs or business professionals that you follow on Twitter? Oh, gosh, I follow so many different people. <laughs> I do. But as I say, I'm really one of those people when the opportunity I'm, I'm less of following just to get other people's tips. I'm more about interacting. Mm -hmm. So I find people that are real and raw. And whether I'm at an event, or I just pop into some social get together. And those are the people I'm drawn to that just hold their essence in the right way. Okay. Do you find that you follow other kind of matchmakers and date love industry professionals on Twitter? A little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I do a little social media. I'm just so much more about the personal connection than mm -hmm. doing too much online. Gotcha. All right. For our final segment of our interview, uh, if you had an interesting client love story, of course, you can keep everything anonymous. I know myself and listeners always love to hear these kind of great stories. Is there one you'd like to share? Gosh, I do have so many. It is great. So um, I know I was like debating which one should I share is really the fun part. But I guess I would probably share with you this one wonderful story. I remember a gentleman calling me. He lived about two and a half hours out of the city that I work in. And he's like, I can't even get a coffee date. Can you at least just help me get a coffee date? I'll drive into the city if that helps. So we met and he signed up for my program and he hands me his credit card that was a Hawaiian miles kind of thing <laughs> on the airlines. And he said, well, when I find the love of my life, I will be using these miles to take her to Hawaii. And I remember thinking how awesome that is. And he was just struggling so much in Everyone I matched him with, every woman came back with the same complaint. <laughs> of course, he didn't think it was him. He thought it was always them. And then I had a lady join about four or five months afterwards. And she walks in and she's just a wild firecracker. And she had a million things going on. And I said, oh, honey, we need to 
get you in the right place because you wouldn't even recognize your man if he showed up right now. So I wouldn't even match her for three months. And I gave her homework. I have homework packets that my clients do. And so for three months, she was like the perfect student. She just listened. She goes, I heard you're good at this. I don't want to wait, but I respect what you're saying. And her third month, she walks in and she says, okay, <laughs> I've done the homework. I've done what you said. What is it that I need to do now? Because I want to meet my man. And I said, great. Now I'm going to give you access to our secret list. The first person she found was that man I was referring to before. And they went on a date and they were such an amazing match because they had finally both done the work. Like no matter how great they were when they started with me, they weren't ready when they signed up. And so once they found each other, I also continued to work with them because I knew they were both coming from a tough angle and knowing them before they met each other allowed me to guide them together till years later, I got the phone call saying, Hey, we actually are actually going to get married and we want you to officiate our wedding because you were there from the beginning. And that has always touched my heart so much that I got to witness their entire journey before they met each other, once they met each other, and once they were married and have continued to support so many wonderful people on their love journey. And it's really been powerful. Makes the work well worth it. Awesome. And you mentioned you had a little homework for them, which I think is great. Uh, Did you, were there certain things that you felt like they um, could improve on themselves or maybe reflect on themselves that would, that helped make them connect better when they finally did meet? Absolutely. One of my first homework packets I do is called emotional companionship. And for him, he had been burned so badly from an ex relationship. He wanted love so much, but boy, did he have a bitter attitude towards it. And he would bring up this ex on every conversation with any new person. And he didn't realize he was doing it till I gave him the visual that I'm like, okay, if you're on a date and you start talking about your ex, you might as well pull up a chair because you've just invited her to the table and there's not enough room at this table for that. And it got through to him when he started to realize how much he was actually bringing that energy in. It wasn't just the women were kind of guarded because he wasn't very warm. It was more he was guarded because of his hurt from the past. And then for her, she had all this family drama, death in the family, helping her sister. She was just all over the place. She was working many, many jobs and she just had no time emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically to be with somebody. So she couldn't even make space. But yet in her mind, she's like, I'm single. Why am I single? I don't get that. So we really had to look at her whole life and look at what was taking her time and her energy. And when we stepped back and saw what was going on, she was able to clean things up so that when she went into the relationship, she was in a stronger place. And that was such a difference. And it was really about owning her own journey. Wonderful. Well, thank you for exploring that further for our audience. Before we go um, and we share where to find you, uh, is there any other parting advice you'd like to share with current or maybe even aspiring love industry professionals? I really love that you're asking that. And I'm really glad because I think people think this is an easy job. (laughs) And they think, oh, my God, yeah, I matched my friends in college. Wow. And they get to they think it's no big deal. And this is something where I become incredibly passionate about. I get emails practically weekly, people saying they've seen my videos on YouTube and they want to know about me being there, you know, matchmaker coach. And then they kind of have this attitude of, oh, I'm just going to match people. How much money do I get to make? And I'm like, 
you know, we do get paid well when we work for what we've earned, but we also have a powerful ripple effect. When you bring two amazing people together, you're now impacting their family, whether they have children or future children. You're allowing an opportunity that's a gift that just affects so many generations. And so when people can step back and see that when somebody gets to the point of hiring a matchmaker, they're at their rawest vulnerable time. They are so ready and wanting something and they really want to see results that unfortunately I hear too many matchmakers that just really don't give results and I want matchmakers to step up and and see how they can be better at what they do because there are so many eligible singles and people that really want this like I had a judge one time that he goes I can't go on a dating site because I'm a public figure and he really knew that he had to get a professional so there's people like that that can't go on some random site but also there's people that need just a little more reassurance and there are somebody for everybody <laughs> there really is and I think believing in that is what the matchmakers need to have and, and remove the money aspect the money will come but the rewards are far greater when you get to see two people that actually know what it feels to love and be loved wow that was wonderful thank you so much for being so open and sharing so much Absolutely. Uh, before we head out where can our listeners go uh, to learn more about you Oh, I would love for them to learn more. We have so many good juicy information pieces. My website is discoverlovematches.com. And on there, there's Love Academy. And so they can sign up for classes when they want. So they can listen to that anywhere and everywhere. And we have extra little videos. I even do videos talking about my different singles that are eligible and ready to meet their person. And we have, of course, a membership site. So they can always sign in and learn about our program to be able to be available for meeting one of our amazing singles. 